today's episode. Today's idiom it's really nice to apply in business context. Let's get back to our conversation about translation. Wiggers, welcome to one more episode of Wiggle Pod. I'm Natalia, your teacher, and today we are gonna catch up on our topic about translation. I've been talking to you, Uyghur, about the relevance of seeing the language as a communication tool, not only a group of boring and old-fashioned rules, right? For the last few episodes, we've been catching up in this new mindset about communication. So, in today's episode, we are going to keep our reflection on effective ways to change our mindset about language translation and also the learning process to start to make your second language knowledge more helpful, especially in business environment. But first, get a paper and a pen to learn a new vocab. Besides being super relevant to your daily routine and personal conversations, today's idiom is really nice to apply in business context. It matches the conversation that we are having about translating emotions, right? As I told you, this is an idiom, okay? It's not just a word. Let's imagine a situation, right? I'm not gonna translate it to Portuguese. I'm gonna try to explain it in English and then you need to find out what I'm talking about, right? Let's go. Imagine that today you were sick, okay? Or you had an issue with your kids or someone in your family, right? And then you couldn't go to work, okay? Let's imagine that you already got back to the office and today's, especially Monday, you cannot go, right? And then you're gonna call your boss. Hey boss, I just had an issue at home with my kids or with my family. I cannot go to work today, right? See you tomorrow, I'm sorry, etc. And then... The answer from your boss is not positive, right? Let's imagine that your boss doesn't like the situation, doesn't allow you to stay at home, and then you gotta ask him to put him in yourself place, right? That's a translation from Portuguese, okay? If I ask you, Uyghur, to put yourself in my place, it's a kind of a translation from Portuguese, right? And to use this expression in English, there is an idiom. And today's idiom is to put yourself in other person's shoes. Okay? So instead of in Portuguese, that we just ask someone to put themselves in our place, when we speak English language, we gotta ask people to put themselves in other person's shoes. Alright, when you want that person to think like you are thinking. Perfect? So, if you need to prove something to someone, or whenever you want to say that you did something just like based on your perspective, alright, and then someone judges you, you can ask this person, what else could I have done? Like, put yourself on my more shoes, right? So, put yourself in other person's shoes, in my shoes, it's a way to say, please, look at this in the same perspective that I am looking, all right? I just took this decision because I have this feeling, I had this thought, okay? I had this perspective, right? 
So in this case, you can ask your boss, right? Hey, please put yourself on my shoes. My kids are sick. I need to take care of them. All right, perfect. Another situation. I can tell my students can ask the teachers or even me. Teacher, put yourself on my shoes. I couldn't do the homework because I was too busy. I'm working from home. I'm having many issues this week, etc. So whenever you want to ask someone to, to feel the same thing that you are feeling or to see the things from your perspective, you can use this idiom to put yourself in my shoes. Fine? I really hope you enjoy that and also thinking about the translation that we cannot do, okay? From Portuguese, from Spanish, this idiom is something from English language and that's it. Let's get back to our conversation about translation. Yes. As you could notice, this vocab was totally related to what we are going to learn, right? Last episode, we've been talking about translation. We started this conversation. If you didn't listen it, please go back, stop here, go back and listen the first part where we talked about translation, right? In the last episode, I gave you many situations and I interacted with you in a way that you could feel how hard it is to translate emotions in your communication, fine? And then today, we are going to keep on this conversation, okay? Are you putting yourself in other people's shoes when trying to express any message in another language? Or you are just trying to translate what you mean in your mother tongue? So yeah. I would say that this is the first step. A few episodes ago, I told you about the stereotypes around countries and its communication, right? So here it goes a question for you. Have you ever noticed how you change your voice intonation when speaking another language? If not, try it right now. Say something in a second language, it can be in English for instance, and listen to yourself. I go first. Se põe no meu lugar, that I would say in Portuguese. And then, put yourself on my shoes. Feel this intonation. Feel how different it is. It's kind of awkward, I would say. Totally. I know, I know. Every time that we are speaking a second language, we are kind of another person. It's kind of... Uh, when I went to Canada... When I did my exchange, if you don't know me, I've been living in Canada for some months in 2000, among 2016 and 2017. It, I did an exchange in that time. So, when I was there, I could notice how I, I got a new personality. It was really funny because the way that you express your emotions in another language is it's different, for instance, you know? Every time that we are speaking the, the, the second language, we are kind of another person. When learning that language, we've absorbed many aspects of that language and culture. Being aware of this change is gonna help you to feel more confident in your process. I can totally assure. Talking about this exchange again, it's really nice because, for example, something that Natalia here in Brazil would consider that is, that is too awkward, Natalia that lived in Canada didn't consider Even your point of view on the situations, on life changes. So, this is how we communicate our emotions. So, the first step in this learning process 
is to be really aware of this changing, you know? Noticing that learning another language or speaking English fluently doesn't mean only to know by heart all the grammar rules and also the culture of the country that you're going or the, the place where you intend to work on. It is relevant. And when we talk about business communication, it's all related to that, you know? The more professional you speak is not that kind of relevant. The more culturally you speak, the better, you know? For example, in some point of my career, I've worked in a French company and I worked there as a secretary. When I was working there, many things that I've lived in Canada that I experienced as a bilingual person didn't fit because in a French company, the culture is totally different. For instance, the behavior is totally different too. So it's kind of a consequence, you know, anywhere that you are, let yourself free. This is the very first step, guys. Every place that you are, sometimes we are too busy. We are focusing so much on being perfect, on speaking the perfect language. But I totally forgot how important it is to feel the communication. You will look at people, you feel people, you know? Even though you don't touch them, even though you don't have any contact, any previous contact with this person, you can feel the person. You are gonna know if you need to be more formal or if you, need, if you can be friendly. Letting this communication, this emotional communication flows is the first step to be bilingual and fluent in any other language. And it doesn't mean unfriendly English, all right? I mean this for any other language that you are learning, okay? Because whenever you let your emotions go, you can feel the communication from another person. And then you are gonna feel what is the best uh, level to speak with this person, right? Second step, for sure, is letting it go with the idea of translating, yes. Since you agreed with my first step proposal, that is to feel, really to feel your emotions when communicating, the second one goes even deeper in this culture scenario. Especially when talking about business conversation, it's super important to know the culture of your client or customer. Maybe in your country, it is super okay to hug and shake hands when meeting someone new. But there are another scenarios where you should only greet this person with a non-touchable sign. In Asian cultures, for example, you never touch these people. And okay, you might say, Natalia, this is obvious. But when we change to Portuguese to English, from Spanish to English, from French to English, it's the same. Maybe the cultural differences are not so clear as it is in an Asian scenario, Asian and um, North American scenario, for example. But there are some differences. When you try to translate all your communication, all your emotion, you are not respecting this. When we talk about language, it's the same. At Wigo, we have a big variety of professionals studying English, from human resources people to IT to project managing. Anyway, many different uh, professionals studying at Wigo. And uh, that's the point that we always highlight in our classes. As Brazilian people, we are used to being warm, to ask people, how are they doing? How are you doing? 
and to write kisses in the end of an email sometimes. We do that, I have already seen that. That's completely not acceptable in other cultures. For instance, when you write in English to a North American person, and even in, uh, not even if the person is not from North America, I can tell you many companies do not accept this warmable culture, this warmable behavior, you know? I mean, kind of a rule, you know? This is kind of a rule. We are liking this in Brazil. But in China, for instance, they are way much more objective than us as, as a cultural characteristic. And the way they use the communication tools, such as email and WhatsApp, of course, are gonna be totally different from ours. If you, as a second language speaker, is not aware of these cultural issues, you better start to reflect on these issues right now. Being aware of the differences is gonna help you to sound more professional, even in your mother tongue. If in Brazil, if you speak in Portuguese, we have to get this feeling, you know? We have to, to reflect on which language, on which uh, part of the language we are gonna apply on our job routine, with our kids, with our family. With another language, it's the same. It's not about translating. It's never about translating. That's why we need to let it go, the idea of translating everything. Third and last point of mindset to change when we talk about translation is to learn the grammatical part while picking up specific parts of the culture too. Yes, I know, learning the grammar is already hard enough and now you are telling me that I gotta look at the culture too. What the fuck, I don't want to live abroad, I, I do not intend to go there. But you should. Because, anyway, you can tell me, teacher, I'm not going anywhere, I don't want to live abroad, I don't want to move my job. But if you want to speak another language, only the grammatical part is gonna transform you in a robot. Is that what you really want to sound? Like a robot? A code programmation where you just say the rules and that's it? Any part, any country of the globe has its own culture. It's not something that you can decide by yourself. We, as Brazilian people, we have our own way to behave and to show emotions, the same as Canadian people do, the same as Australian people do. It's not a choice, you know? So when you start to learn the grammatical part, of, of the grammatical stuff, really along with the culture points, it's the best way to feel confident about it, you know? Because let's imagine that you are a basic level, okay? You are still communicating. Maybe you do not have the fluency, you don't feel comfortable with speaking about many topics, but as a basic, you deliver some messages. You still communicate, okay? Small sentences. All right, small sentences, but you are communicating. The point is, how are you communicating it? Even when you start, when you were a beginner, when you were a basic level, you have how to show your emotions. So this is really a, a recommendation, a advice as a teacher. I've been studying English for 11 years 
and I've missed so much in the beginning of my path with English language to learn the aspect, the cultural aspects, you know. Of course, I was privileged uh, since I had access to many devices. I had access to internet and I could search for videos where I could watch and apply the basic stuff that I was learning, you know. I could watch some videos and just see North American people or, you know, British people applying the grammar that I have just uh, learned in a class, for example. But not everybody has this scenario. Not everybody has this time available. And that's why in at Wigo, for instance, we prepare many tools to Uyghurs to apply it in the daily routine, you know? So it's not only about the class. It's not something that you just, okay, this is our class and that's it. Besides the class, what are you doing with your communication? Kind of, it's an obligation of your school, but still, if your school is not helping you, it's not supporting you in these cultural aspects, you gotta go for it yourself. You gotta apply it. You gotta change your mindset and understand that English is not just a couple of rules, grammatical rules. It's a way to communicate with the world. So if you don't pay attention at these cultural aspects, maybe it's harder for you to apply, maybe it's harder for you to get confident when using it at your work, for example. Many of the Uyghurs already speak English, but learn at Wigo the behavior side of communication. And if you or if your teacher is not supporting you with this side, this personal, this emotion, this communication side of English, maybe you should reconsider where you are studying. Because there is no communication with, without emotion, right? Even though you can, you think that, oh no, they are so cold, they don't show emotions, etc. It means something. It means that they are different from us or from Italian or from Spanish people, right? So can you promise me that... After this episode and after all these advices, it was kind of a double episode because last week's episode we started to talk about this. So today we just finished this and I gave you three ways to change your mindset about this translation. Can you promise, Wigger, that you are going to look into communication in a different way right now? That you are going to search ways to learn the behavior based on what you are learning? I really hope so. I hope you enjoyed this conversation about translating, about mindset, about communication. And I hope you develop it even better than you already are. All right? Do we have an agreement here? Yes. So that's all, folks. For today, we are ending here it was really nice to have in, to have this conversation about translation if you have something to tell us something about this episode or about any other episode if you want to know more about our product if you want to know wigo itself just find us at instagram.com slash and that's it see you next week bye bye